and welcome to irishracing.com for another episode of Form Scan. A little bit of a quieter weekend this weekend, but still plenty to talk about with plenty of action from Ireland and over in Cheltenham in the UK as well. And I'm delighted to be joined by Martin Murphy from HRI as this week's guest. Martin, how are you keeping? I'm great, Emma. Thanks very much for having me. Delighted to be on the show. Yeah, it's great. Um, and look, we normally kind of start the each show with a bit of background to our guests. Um, so for anyone who might not know you too well, I suppose, just give it a bit of background about yourself and your own kind of role in racing and how you got into it, I suppose. Well, I suppose I was born into it, Emma, to be quite honest. The father was a trainer for 30 years between 1960 and 1991. His name was John Murphy, and he trained fairly successfully for those three three decades. My brother is Daniel Murphy, who is actually a trainer at the moment. He's had, had a couple of uh, winners in Dundalk recently, but he was a jockey in the late 70s to the, early, to the late 80s, and then he went training himself. He went out to Macau then, actually did quite well over there. He was based over there for about uh, 10 or 15 years, ended up in Singapore and different places like that. He came home five years ago, and he was assistant trainer to Kieran Cotter, and then he took out his own license again this year. So he's um, since been doing well enough. So I suppose the family's deep in racing. I have a sister works as a Truffle veterinary officer assistant in the IHRB, uh, Carol, and then I have two other brothers, then they work in, in Stud Farm. So I suppose it's been horses all the way. I used to, when I left school, I, I obviously wasn't uh, good, good enough to be a jockey or anything like that. So I decided to do a secretary course, which would be, which wasn't, I think that was done at the time. The best thing I probably learned to do with a secretary course was actually type. Because it helped an awful lot in my in my, in my future career. I went uh, working for Dermot Weldon in his office for two years. I was very young at the time, and then I got a job in the, the Turf Club, or what is now called IHRB. That was in 1989. Worked there until 2001, when the uh, Horse and Greyhound Act set up horse racing in Ireland, and then it was kind of a big split in the Turf Club and HRI at the time. And most of us came down here. Uh, to horse racing in Ireland and have been obviously with them ever since. So I suppose it's it's, it's basically what I know. At best is probably horse racing, um, plenty, plenty of interest in other sports as well, but certainly horse racing will be the, the day job as such. And it's, it's something I enjoy an awful lot. And uh, I really look, I, I look, I work in the decorations entry department of horse racing in Ireland. So we get all the entries and decorations in. We have a good relationship with the trainers and obviously following the horses then is what we do on, on, on a daily basis. So uh, your your family is steeped in horse racing, I suppose. You don't get uh, to talk about much else around Christmas time. It's all horse racing, is it? Absolutely, yeah, there's no doubt. Um, uh, and obviously, around here in, in Hitray, we'll be busy around Christmas time. Obviously, uh, any time there's any any kind of festival meetings on, like Leopardstown, obviously in Limerick over Christmas, down right, of course, on St Stephen's Day, we'll be busy working here with decorations. Uh, the day before Christmas Eve, we're in on Stephen's Day, then take decorations then for um, the 40 hour decorations on the 28th and 29th. And then we obviously have to work New Year's as well. Same at Easter, but it's just part of the job. It's just like horse racing, I suppose. It is a seven day week job, really, for most people. And, you know, weekends are obviously a busy time for people, but that's the time you can have racing on. That's the time people obviously want to go racing. So we obviously have to have those meetings on around that time. But, you know, it's just part of the job. And uh, you know, as you say, what else would you be doing apart from eating and drinking and first day at Christmas time? <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> It probably doesn't feel too much like work to you either. You're, you're, so, you're kind of always been so involved in racing. It's probably more of a passion than anything else. But I suppose like this yeah. weekend of action, kind of looking forward to it, it's a little bit quieter than I suppose leading up to Christmas. You're always going to be kind of missing those top quality horses. They're probably waiting for that period after Christmas now. But I suppose still there's, there's still some interesting ones in there. And I think we'll kick off the show maybe over in the UK with Cheltenham. And there's a strong Irish representation over there as well. I suppose we'll start with the 150, the two mile four. Uh, December Gold Cup, um, very strong team of Irish heading over. The field is obviously headed by Fakir Dudares. Upper marker 162, he really shapes the race. Um, high quality chaser for Joseph O'Brien, stepping back into handicap company, I think for the first time in his chasing career. But he's not the only um, he's not the only good Irish horse in there. There's a few. But look, did anything catch your eye in here particularly? 
But I mean, he, I mean, but you're saying fact here, the terrorist he certainly is a class horse. There's no doubt about that. Great, a great one winner uh, in his. In the, and as you said, interesting that he's running in, in his first chase off America 162. Uh, very heavy ground or testing ground in Cheltenham probably wouldn't suit him. And he's probably, I mean, you know, he probably has other targets in mind for the rest of the year. I'd imagine he'd have a go back at the, the Ryanair chase. He's also done well at Ascot uh, over the years as well. He's, he's a very decent horse and he's a worthy top weight, but he does have to give away a lot of, of uh, weight, I suppose, to probably uh, maybe fitter rivals as well. This is his first run of the season too. And I suppose the other Irish one, Emmett Munns, is Scott Scottish. That one's definitely going to be one for the for the notebook, I suppose. Um, uh, the only thing I'd have against Scott Scottish is I think he's just a better horse on better ground. Um, he, he did run well, I think, when he was seventh at, 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 the, at the Chatham Festival over this type of trip uh, earlier in March. I just think maybe he might even be, be better over shorter distance. He didn't run so bad in his first run back. Uh, he was forward at, at Gordon Park on very heavy ground a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was, he was, had top weight on that occasion. And the betting market, I suppose, will be interesting here. Uh, of the two horses, that you'd imagine Scott Scottish is the more fancy one. He's around 11 to 2 at the moment, where Factor Jadiri is around 8 to 1 or maybe maybe 10 to 1 or so. I'd imagine that, you know, he's got a big chance. Mark Walsh on board. It's just, as I say, if the ground was drier, I think he'd have a better chance. The likely favourite here is Thunder Rock. From Dolly Murphy, yard. and I can see, you can see why I suppose he was a good winner. Carlisle last time out, beating Maller Mission quite comfortably over two and a half miles. Now Maller Mission ran, went on and won an absolute cracking race in that uh, Coral Gold Cup at uh, the old Hennessy at, at, at Newbury a couple of weeks ago. And Thunder Rock certainly looks nicely treated off a mark of 146. He's around three to one favourite at the moment. I can see him certainly starting favourite. The two of um, Paul Nichols, I like myself in this race, Mon Myron and, and Il Ridotto. I think the fact that um, jockey, uh, stable jockey Harry Coplin is going for Mon Myron speaks volumes for his chance. He hasn't run this season, but he certainly uh, was a decent horse last season. And he's always been the sort of horse that you know, was highly uh, highly uh, regarded by the stable. He was a good uh, juvenile hunter as well. He, he ran some good races second to the real whacker at Chetlin on New Year's Day last year. And I just think of a mark of 145. He just has a good chance here for, for uh, uh, Paul, Paul Nichols and Harry Coblin. Ilred Otto is a horse that loves Chetlam. He did win a good race at Chetlam on the 1st of January, but it's been placed a few times over the, over the course. He was a uh, good tour in the Paddy Power Gold Cup the last time a couple of weeks ago. That was a good effort. Uh, um, Brian Frost takes the mount on this occasion. Around you know five or six to one, he should go well. But if I was to have a bet, I think I would go with Monmire. I just think Harry Coblin riding him instead of Ilred Otto speaks volumes for his chance. I'll just take a chance on him. Yeah, a very good summary of what looks a very um, competitive affair, I suppose. And it's kind of hard to oppose these Paul Nichols horses in the big Saturday races, I suppose, especially at Cheltenham. I was kind of thinking myself, I might take a chance with So Scottish. Um, like you mentioned, the soft ground won't be probably totally in his favour, but he's got the first time tongue strap, which may help these causes as well. And it's nice to see Mark Walsh coming over to take the ride as well. You'd imagine that he's going to be fairly fancied. Um, Thought he, he thought he might have ran a bit better going last time, but he probably needs the, the run on the very soft ground. But I'd probably be willing to take a chance. And he, he looked quite progressive last year, winning Trino, kind of tailored off towards the end of the season. But I'd, I'd probably think he probably has another one or two big races in him. So I, I'd probably take a yeah. chance with him myself. But yeah, very good summary from you there. And Mon Morale is your selection, who, who has a very yeah. good chance as well. It's actually interesting, Emma, because when you look, you know, obviously JP owns both horses, Fakir de Varies. Now, if he wasn't, if he didn't declare him to run, obviously the weights would have went up a fair bit. So I think Scott Scottish are just 10 stone 7. I think that's significant, really, uh, the fact that, you know, Fakir de Varies runs in the race. Because if he didn't run, the weights would go up, I think, at least to 11.10 or at least 11.12. So, you know, Scott Scottish would then have it around 11 stone to carry a bit more. So the fact that Fakir de Varies is running, keeping the weights down for him, suggests a big run is definitely in the offing tomorrow. And I, I think the, the bet mark will certainly speak in his favour on the day. And, you know, I, I, as I say, it's just par apart from the ground, I think, you know, he should run a very good race, Scottish. We're going to see an Irish winner of this race as well. 
It would indeed. Um, we, we'll move on to the next, and anyway, it's a 225. Another big handicap chase, three mile two. Another Irish representative in here who I like, Melina Girl, but there's plenty of high quality horses in here. Protector at kind of similar to Fakir Dadari's, tops the weight, very high class horse, grade one performer, kind of shapes the race here again. Um, what's kind of standing out for you here? Yeah, you're right. Protector, you know, it's a class act. Uh, the only thing he did run very poorly in the Betfair chase, there was no question about that. He, he just never seemed to be going on the second circuit and you know, finished as, as if something obviously was amiss on that occasion because he's obviously a class horse, he's won the Cotswold chase before, he ran well in the Gold Cup before as well. And you know, off top weight of 12 stone, he's given up upwards of 15 pounds to all his rivals here. It's interesting to run them again so quickly. I think they were just you know, puzzled by the run really. And uh, you'd, you'd love to see obviously much better performance tomorrow, but it's going to have to be a very good one off 12 stone on soft ground to give way to you know some improvement chasers here i do like melina care myself actually i'm actually had a few bobner last time when she won at chetland so it, i think it's great that kevin cromwell has given Connerstone stone a big ride like he was a he's only really yeah. absolutely is there's no question i think he's a certain a real jockey to follow i mean when you think that he only rode his first winner last december on the flat he almost became champion apprentice last season he only fell by three to jamie powell in the end and he's only you know he's only had a couple of rides over fences and hurdles today he won his first two two races actually one over hurdles and one over fences recently so it's a great chance and he is claiming the fight because melina gear went up 11 pounds for that win which, which is kind of steep again i would prefer if the ground wasn't as soft for her but she's an out and out there three and a quarter mile around chetham on soft ground would be right up her street in that you know i think she's, uh, boundless stamina she uh, she won the uh, ulster uh, average over three five uh, down Patrick early on the year as well. And she must have a big chance. And I'd say it's great to see uh, Connor Stonewall just get this big chance. But again, the English here look pretty strong. Three under five for Paul Nichols. Hasn't won for quite a while, but just got beaten the last time. Is around solid, you know, three to one, 130 chance. But the one I like myself is Nigel Tristan Davis, Broadway boy. He's only a novice, but I think he's an out and out stayer. He jumps very well. He was a good second or forward and quarter at Cheltenham a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago in October, and then came out last time and went well at the November meeting. So he knows his way around Cheltenham well. You can see that he's going to play a prominent role from the start. And I would say under Nigel Twiston Davis here, uh, he's, or under Sam Twiston Davis, he's going to make much of the running. And I think he's the one I'd be siding with here. Although I certainly would be hoping Melina Garrow can go well for Connor Stonebodge. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think Broadway Boy is probably a, a fairly worthy favourite, only a five-year-old as well, so you'd imagine there's probably more improvement to come. Like you said, a very good winner last time and a good second to flowing porter, so he's probably a, a, a worthwhile favourite, although I, I, I still probably would slightly side with Melina Girl myself. I just think she's still only a six-year-old as well. Like you said, you mentioned she's a dour stayer. Um, Connor Stonewall's probably getting nearly a free five pounds off him. He's a brilliant rider. Um, Dower there, like you said, and I think she's kind of a handy filly, so I think Protector App being in this kind of helps her out a bit. Um, kind of a low weight in this type of race will help will aid her chances a fair bit. So I'll probably stick with her for the Irish representation, but yeah, Broadway Boy, a big chance there, who's your selection as well. Um, we'll move on to the last race in Cheltenham, which we will discuss now. It's the Albert Bartlett Novice Hurdle Grade 2 contest over about three miles. Um, a few horses in here it's kind of not really a standout grade two affair like maybe we would see over at this side of the this side of the uh, irish sea but shanna bob is one that nikki henderson does like um looks looks likely to be favorite here 15 to 8. uh would he be the most likely winner for you 
I suppose he would, to be honest. Uh, I think, you know, Nicky Henderson training for Mrs. Dundee is, is, you know, it's quite significant, really. Obviously, Mrs. Dundee has some very, very good horses, William Mullins. Nicky Devine will take them out. Nicky's horses were running kind of in and out, I suppose, the last couple of weeks. That's just a, you know, one maybe note of caution, really. I just thought at Newbury a couple of weeks ago, he didn't have the best of days. Now, obviously, John Baum won the big Tingle Creek last week, which was helpful, but he obviously didn't run a couple of horses there either, Constitution Hill. And, and Shiskin, you know, didn't run either. So it's just stable as going through maybe a bit of a, you know, a, a, a bit of a dodgy patch. Um, but I just think this one's a worthy favourite. I'd have to agree with you here. I, I just think, you know, uh, train hard for someone like Mrs. Dundee. Obviously, uh, he, he would want her, you know, to, to win in the big days. He's probably, this is obviously a sighter for the Albert Bartlett then uh, back at the festival in, in March. And, you know, two miles seven soft ground looks well up the street here. Inter interesting chapter from Ireland there, Moon Dorn for, for John McConnell. He always does kind of well with these type of horses. But on what he's shown so far, you probably have to say that he might have to improve. I think Lucinda Russ is quite interesting with, with Cadell, not a bad sort of horse either. Uh, you know, she's very, it looks like a real future chaser, which a lot of horses, I suppose, trained by her are. And an interesting one then for, for uh, Henry Fry, Carrick Moon at Rowan with uh, Jonathan Brook in the saddle for Noah Freely racing too. So, and as you say, not a top class contest, one certainly to watch. Uh, I think probably, you know, Nicky Henderson, Shanna Boy would be the one for me, but I wouldn't be overconfident now with this one, of this race at all. I think it's definitely a race to watch for the future. And you'd expect, you know, some of the Irish novices maybe in time, hopefully will be too strong for some of these. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Shanna Bob, you'd be kind of backing on promise more so than four. We've only seen him once in the track, winning easily at Plumpton, but very hard to judge on that, given by what he's beaten and things like that. But yeah, I definitely agree. There's probably a few in these that aren't probably quite up to the standard of some of the good staying Irish novices. But Shanna Bob, one to watch and maybe one to go on from that race in the future. But we'll have a quick look at Fairy House now as well. Um, It's probably not the best card of the weekend, but is there anything, any race in here particularly you wanted to give a chat about, anything you fancied? Well, I, I just thought, um, as you said, it's, it's kind of a, a straightforward card. Obviously, you know, the camp before the storm of Christmas. I mean, this weekend is the last two, the last three actual national meetings before Christmas. Um, it all kicks off, of course, Stephen's Day and the, 20, and the 26th on Tuesday week. There's just some dark meetings on Wednesday and Friday, so the, the national hunt uh, people can have a bit of a rest, I suppose, after this Sunday. But I, I, the way William Mullins is going, obviously, the first race with Hunter's Yarn, he's, he's obviously, I suppose, going to be hot favourite here in the 12 o'clock, the beginner's chase. Willie has such a strong hand in the, in the beginner's chases in the chase department, I suppose, this season. This was a, a fairly decent horse over hurdles. Uh, improved a fair bit last season from winning just handicaps to win a good novice hurdle at uh, Navin in February. He was actually there that day and I thought he, he thought he won well. The interesting one here for me is Charles Burns Biker. He's only a four-year-old. Uh, he was second in the Fred Winter um, at, at the Cheltenham Festival. I, unfortunately, I backed him at that occasion. Just got beaten in a very good race. So I'll be certainly watching him. He'd, he'd run over hurdles there recently. I, I just think the interest in going over fences with him as just a four-year-old. Not something really that Charles Burns would normally do. But I do expect Hunter Charon to win that first race. But obviously, from a betting point of view, he won't be much of a fancy. Later on the card at, at 2.15, the maiden hurdle. Uh, I was at a race recently, and I seen a horse of Henry de Bramford's called Chigorin. Who finished her to a stable companion, Mahan's way at Nace. I thought he ran a very good race on that occasion. Race of Blackmore takes the mount on this occasion. Now, Mahan's way was a bit disappointing at Cork last week. I'm not quite sure he got the three mile trip on that occasion because that was only two mile three at Nace. And maybe just, it, maybe the race, it just, it just for some reason didn't perform very well. But I, I, the farm you know, has taken a bit of a knock. But just to, to go and could be good enough to win that maiden hurdle at 2.15. The handicap hurdle at 2.50, share why not for Tim Doyle. It's definitely one I'd, I'd have a, a bit of an interest in here. I was at Punchdown a couple of weeks ago when he finished a good third uh, to one of them. Um, 
Gordon Elliott in, in with this race comes down, he likes to come from way behind in, in, in his races. Uh, young David Tyler is, is quite a good rider, he's improved a fair bit, claimed the value about seven pounds. I just think she's rock solid each way in that 250. Would love that two mile seven trip on, on heavy ground, it stays forever. And I, I can't see her out the first three. Uh, earlier in the card, maybe 12 30 handicap chase, sort of flow for Gordon Elliott and Jack Kennedy. They really are fine at the moment. Won a ladies' race last time at Ferry House a couple of weeks ago, over two and a half miles. They said that even on that occasion that he'd love to step up the tree. He's up eight pounds, so it won't be very easy for him. But I just think he might be good enough to win that 12 30 for Gordon Elliott and Jack Kennedy, who are certainly bla blazing a very good trail at the moment. Very good. And there's just kind of one interesting one in the bump rise that I th thought as well, the 325. Um, El Fabienne, obviously, a close relation of El Fabiolo. He's a very exciting horse, so maybe she might be an exciting one to start off Willie Mullins here. I think out of, a, out of a half sister of El Fabiolo, I think, so that's probably one to watch as well. But just one fancy for me in Fairy House is that in the same race you mentioned at 1230, I thought Positive Thinker was a bit of a standout there for me. Um, He just failed in the hat-trick attempt last time in Cork, making a little mistake at the last, but I thought he'd still probably be well capable of winning off the mark of 1-1 three um three miles looks probably his best trip trainer said he probably should be one who's capable of winning a big handicap over fences so i think he's probably one on up on an upward curve only a six-year-old so he could be he'll, he'll probably be right up there now i'm not, not gonna show not quite sure what kind of price he'll be but um i'll be keeping an eye on him on saturday anyway well i think we'll probably drive into sunday's cards which are a little bit stronger um starting with navin i suppose we'll have a look at the big race there first um the 110 it's a listed or it's a listed handicap hurdle. Um got some good horses in here. Like we mentioned, uh Biker, who was second in the Fred Winter. We've got Jeff Kidder, a previous Fred Winter winner, topping the weights. Um Shannon Royale, who who downs the colours of a big Mullins hot pot in yeah. Pontestown last time, and a few others. There's kind of plenty you can give good chances to hear. Anything really sticking out to you? Well, you're, it's interesting about you said Shannon Royal. I mean, he was he beat uh, Tully Hill at eight to one on. Now, obviously, Tully Hill just seemed to completely lose lose the, pl the plot when he was jumping at that occasion. Shannon Royal had previously got beaten when he was a short price favourite as well. America one thirty is quite interesting. Um, whether it's going to be enough to stop him or not, I'm not quite sure. But obviously, uh, this two and a half mile trip will suit him, and he's definitely one for the shortlist. I thought Karen Funnock for uh, the short Crawford yard, Daryl Jacob coming over to ride him is quite interesting. Uh, he's not a bad sort of horse, but he finished third last month in in Haydock and uh, previously had won earlier on in the season as well. He's the type of horse that has always shown promise. I just think off 10 13, he's definitely one for my shortlist here myself. Harvard Guy was a good winner last time for Eddie and, and, and uh, Patrick Harty. Uh, Mark Walsh takes the mount here. He's up 10 pounds for that. This is a stronger contest, so he'll have more improvement to do. The one I was going to definitely back each way, though, is a horse called Lord Erskine. He does love Navin. He loves soft ground. I thought he ran a, a blind him and tore in the, in the Brownland Handicap Hurdle uh, at Nace a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that, I thought that was a, a fairly good effort. Uh, now, he might have just went for home a little bit early. He kicked for, for home early in the straight. Uh, he does, as I say, he, he does love Navin. He's got the, the soft ground. He, 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 he absolutely loves. He's been fit. He's fit, obviously, from the flat as well. So I think there's a lot going from. him. Uh, for Marco 119, he's got a rock solid each way chance. And what is a very strong contest. And, it's, you know, a nice price here, over 26000 to the winner. It is a fairly open race, I have to say, and uh, he would be my choice each way. I can't see him out of the first three. Yeah, I like you mentioned Shannon Royal there. Um, like, like you said, there's plenty of good chances, but I think Shannon Royal, the mark, opening mark of 130 probably wasn't too harsh at all. Um, the, the form with Lecky Watson and Thurlis has been well advertised last week in the Great Two Hurdle behind Slade Steel. 
was only I think two lengths behind him that day giving him eight pounds so like you think I know he disappointed earlier in the season like you mentioned and it's kind of interesting that Gordon takes the che- Gordon leaves the cheek pieces on sorry the cheek pieces seem to be a big, big improvement in him but I just think he's probably one who can still improve and um, maybe a little bit underrated off a mark of 130 so he could take a bit of beating but like you mentioned there's plenty in there with um real strong uh claims in that one is just throughout the rest of the day in Fairy House, uh, in Navin, sorry, um, anything in particular that's really catching your eye? Well, I've seen a horse run a, a couple of weeks ago, and I just I said to myself, next time he runs, I'll definitely be interested in him. I just thought he, he ran very well to the second last hurdle. He's in the 12.35, no prizes here, I suppose. It's Willie Munns, a horse called Dancing City. He wasn't a bad bumper horse last season. And just on that Navin meet, uh, meeting there, the uh, Tritown meeting, I thought he ran a fine race for quite a long time, but he definitely looked like he needed to run. Like a lot of Willie Munns horses over hurdles, uh, over hurdles this season seem to be needing that outing. I think this is a weaker race, and I think he should win that 12.35. For favourite backers. The opening race of Pelper Clock, only seven runners in the maiden hurdle, but quite an interesting one here. Lucky Lyrene of Gordon Elliott, spread brass head for Willie Mullins. But the one I like is Willie Brooks, Jupiter's Glory. It had he ran a good race in car class weekend, chasing home, no, no time to wait. Dara keeps on board. He would get my vote in that 12 o'clock. There's only four in the 220. Uh, it looks mainly between Lucid Dreams and Joyo Mashan. And I must say, I do like Joey Mashani, second millennial pruner at Wexford last time. That was quite a good effort over two miles seven. I think um, in the receipt of three pounds off Lucid Dreams, who's trying this two and a half mile trip for the first time. He did give Imagine a big fight over two miles at Punchdown last time, but I'm just not sure about two and a half on, on very on soft ground at Navin for him. I think Joey Mashan would outstay him, and he might win that four horse race. The last race, though, I think, Emma, is definitely one of the races there for me, the, the, the bumper. This is a listed bumper, the Bet Victor Future Champions uh, bumper. And with eight runners, in the race but i think we have something like six or seven previous winners in the race and you know some very interesting ones here uh from from a willie Munn's point of view redemption day was a very good horse a couple of seasons ago now we finished second to facile vega in the punchdown champion bumper in april 2022 and has not run since which is quite interesting obviously that he's he's, he's going back for another bumper here uh, he showed good form uh, you know on that occasion obviously won at the um uh, Leprechaun Christmas meeting two years ago. He then ran quite a good race in the um, Chetland Bumper as well before finishing second to Fasil Vega. And of course, we all know what Fasil Vega has done since. So that form is outstanding. Coming from the William Munn's yard, a year and a half off the track is never really much of a, an impediment. Uh, and he obviously is going to take high rank here. But I was impressed with Gordon Eddie's challenge with Aries when he won at Ferry House a couple of weeks ago. I thought that was quite a good effort. Uh, I thought, you know, he kicked for home very early. He's a real stayer. This, this trip and uh, at Navin, the st- stiff two-mile tra- uh, track, would suit him very well. I think he just might be good enough to win. There's others, obviously, with chances then. Uh, Spring de la Mer won a very exciting bumper a couple of weeks ago for Gavin Cromwell, just held on from my trump card, who again then went on and won at Navin last week, so that form has been boosted fairly well. The enabler for Gordon Elliott then, he won a nice bumper, bumper at Punchdown a couple of weeks ago as well, so he's another one that you would have to very much respect. But John Coyle's Scamal Vaughan won a race at Cork, although the form of the race hasn't worked out that well. Uh, it's still, you know, unbeaten after just one run. You'd have to respect that with John Gleeson on board. So really, I don't think anyone's going to be leaving Navin early because this is one of the races of the day for me. I do like the way Jalan Vidari's won last time. I just gave him a narrow vote, but obviously I have a great respect for Redemption Day and what he did in the past. Yeah, it's definitely an exciting one. Plenty of ones to look forward to the, for the future. I was I was quite um, surprised to see Redemption Day declar- declared here. Just kind of in terms of him like as an exciting horse going forward, would it, would it worry you at all him going for a bumper here? I presume it's just a starting point for maybe going hurdling later in the season? Well, it is, because as far as I know now, uh, Emmett, they've kind of changed the bumper rules uh, when it comes to the champion bumper, in that you can only run uh, three times and then one other time 
in a, a, a listed or, or a graded race, you used to be able to you could run four times before the Cheltenham bumper, but now it's only down to three with one other run in a listed or, group, in, in a listed or graded race. So I, I, th I think it's interesting that he is going over uh, starting off in bumpers. Now, I don't know what sort of injury he obviously had. Um, obviously, it was enough to rule him out for a whole season because you would have thought they would have kicked down him last year if everything was okay. Uh, it, it's an interesting choice, and I suppose the betting market is going to tell us we wouldn't have a clue what type of price it's going to be. Obviously, it's going to be a short price, if then everything is, is still intact and everything's okay. If, if he looks like he's going to need to run, and maybe maybe he's going to have a run in a couple of weeks' time over hurdles, you'd imagine that's the way he's going to go. It's going to be a good a top novice hurdler. Obviously, really, he's a lot of good bumper horse in the air, probably, um, and maybe might be a better place then for uh, you know for the Cheltenham bumper next next uh, March. So it is interesting uh, coming back into a bumper, but maybe it's just you know because the injury had to, to just want to see how things are. The ground is going to be nice, soft and heavy, so you know that'll suit him obviously very well as well. So as I say, he's, he's a fascinating runner. It all depends on the betting market to me. Like if it's a sharp price, obviously things are going well. If if he's one of those drifters, and it is it is a quite a strong race. Like he's taking on race with rivals with winning form. I think it's going to be a very good performance if he can win that. But you know we've seen what he do this before. Uh, to be no surprise if he's good enough to do it. Uh, but you know if he can win this and after a year and a half break, he's obviously a serious horse, and we'd be a serious horse going now. Uh, probably after Christmas. Yeah, and like you said, he'll have to be because there's some there's some really exciting young horses here. I really liked um, Gavin Cromwell's uh, horse, Spring de la Mer. That that bumper and Avon, that bumper yeah. and Avon, I think looks a real good race. So I'll be keeping an eye on him. But like you said, plenty in there. He'll have to be he'll have to be right, um, really, nearly up to his best, I'd say, to get to get the best here. But it's nice to see him getting back after such a long injury. I suppose just kind of one for me in in. Um, Navin on Sunday. The 145, I just thought there was an interesting one for Tony Martin. Um, Reed to return, I suppose. He's a bit notorious after that Cheltenham ride, which caused a bit of a stir. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I thought he actually ran quite He actually ran quite a nice race last time in a much stronger contest. He was well-supported. I think he took off favourite. Um, ran with plenty of credit, I think, after not getting the clearest one of things. Back to a much lower-grade contest here. I think he should probably be good enough to win it um maybe <laughs> hard to totally trust him after being beaten, beaten favorite last twice but i think i think it's not probably the strongest contest that he has been contesting so he he, he should be good enough to win it i think so i'll be keeping a close eye on him um but look we'll have, we'll have a quick look at thurlis now before we, we we uh we finish up another kind of strong card card in thurlis some exciting horses showing up there um I suppose we'll have a quick look at the Mayor's Novice Hurdle first, which is probably the most exciting race yeah. of the day, the two o'clock. Um, some good mares have won this in the past. I think Honeysuckle actually won it back in 2018. Not okay. sure if we'll see something yeah. that good here, but uh, Fun 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 looks another exciting one for Willie. Well, I was very impressed by her by her debut here uh, last at the start of the month. Do you think she's probably the most likely winner? I do think so. Anyway, you have to you, you have to say so. She was you know she was a good bumper mare last season. Uh, ran very free at heart in the in the Chetland bumper, and you know it wasn't disgraced on that occasion. Uh, and the way she won a Taurus a couple of weeks ago, again she was a little bit in the free side. Uh, as a lot of Willie Munns horses this year seem to be very fresh for the first ones, but the way she won on that occasion, uh, she never looked like getting beaten. It, it is a decent listed race, but at the same time the highest rate horse only one twenty five. And you would expect her to probably, you know, rate higher than that. Uh, her stable companion, Pink at the Park, was a, you know, a good mare last season, but she has to give four pounds away to fun, fun, fun. I'd be surprised if she's quite good enough to do that. A lot of her own thought about her for Peter Fatty and uh, uh, Birdie, of course, 
as I say, has good form for Hendrick Bromhead, also rate 125. But I think Fun 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 will start favourite, and it's certainly going to be difficult to beat. Um, as, you know, she could, probably should take high rank in those novice hurdles all season for mayors, and you'd be looking at possibly, obviously, the the the, uh, the novice hurdle for mayors at the Cheltenham Festival long term. But uh, I just, you know, she was a bit free on that occasion the last time. She just need to maybe, you know, settle a bit. I think she's going to be short enough. I'd say be you can believe in money, or maybe a little bit short of that for this race. And I think, you know, if she's going to be the mayor that, you, you, that she's kind of shown so far in bumpers, you would expect her to win this and probably win it fairly well. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. She, she was, she, she kind of tailed off a bit, I suppose, towards the end of last season, but I think Patrick was saying she was quite keen on occasion. She was a little bit keen, like yeah. you said, here last time, but she kind of got away with it. I think she might get away with it here. Maybe when she steps up into higher class opposition, she might have to be a bit more sensible about the way she races, but I think she probably could get her own way in front here and probably, um, I'd say she'd probably be quite an impressive winner if, if things go well for her. But throughout, throughout the card and Taurus, is there anything else that kind of caught yeah. your eye? Yeah, I thought the maiden hurdle was quite interesting. One twenty-five, obviously one from Willie is there. Jimmy Desai, uh, second in France last time. You know, if he starts favourite, probably take a lot of beating. But there's one in the race that thought didn't run too bad the last time behind one of Willie's called Farmers Lodge, trained by Barry Connell, um, Mikey Sullivan on the board. It was quite defensive for a maiden hurdle tourist a couple of weeks ago, but like everything else in the race, didn't get anywhere near Daddy Longlegs on that occasion. That was the first one for quite a while. Expect him to improve a bit. And as I say, if Willie's is not as strong as maybe some of his other horses are, it might have a chance to win it. But either way, I think certainly it would be good each way. But in the handicap hurdle of the 235, interesting race here, 16 runners. I thought Whiskey Welt uh, is an improving horse for Terence O'Brien over fences. He looks well in here off just a mark of 113. Uh, John Chinnick claims seven pounds off that, so factory's only running off 106. Now, I know it's sometimes dangerous, you know, back in horse, they're a better one grade. Uh, and, and, and then going back off a much lower mark. He's definitely a better chaser than he is a hurdler. But off uh, of his chase mark, he would certainly be much uh, uh, run off a much higher mark here, be rated nearly 130. So, you know, about 16, 70 pounds lower over, over hurdles. I think he's got a great chance here uh, for Terence O'Brien. Uh, he's certainly one I think uh, I'll be back in here. Uh, also, David Garrick in the same race for Eddie and Patrick Harty. Wasn't a bad horse over uh, on the flat either. And uh, has won some nice races over hurdles today. First handicap now could go well at a price. I think Whiskey Wealth is the one. And the rating of a sort of the 310, Bob Cigar for, for Garden Eddie of Danny Gilligan on board. Good winner punch down last time, gone up eight pounds for that. But still appears here after Mark 120. Danny Gilligan claimed five off that would certainly help. And he might be good enough to win here again. Uh, showed a good uh, attitude on that occasion, made most of the running. Uh, there was a lot of challengers in the straight team, and, and still he, you know, he showed a good attitude to win by half a length. On that occasion, I think the danger is definitely a getaway charity for the Tim Doyle yard. Uh, improving horse won a punch down on the second last run. I uh, went up 12 pounds for that, or sorry, nine pounds for that. And then second last time to Will Do, train by Garden Elliott at Taurus. That was quite a good run as well, up another three pounds. So he's improving horse too. David Doyle claims seven pounds off it. I think it's between these two. Slight uh, preference for Bob Cigar. Brilliant stuff. Look, great analysis of all the kind of weekends racing there from you. What would you say would be your nap over the entire weekend? But <laughs> that's always a, a good question, Ari. I do. Um, I'm definitely going to go. I think Lord Erskine for me in, in Avon on Sunday. I, I, I just think he cannot be out. But you know, he, he could be. He should be eight, ten to one. He, he's that solid, sort of solid horse. I really like that one uh, at Navan on Sunday. I, I'd have to go for that one. Um, if you're give me one say for Torless, uh, you know, something you get fun, fun, fun. I just think it's it's too short a price. I go with Bob Cigar Torless and maybe at at at, at Ferry House. I like that Shigor in, in that two fifteen, the maiden hurdle for Henry Bambet, hoping to be good enough to beat the likes of Willie Munz, Moore Park, and Zaidi for Garden Elliott. Might get a bit of a price on Shigor in. I tell you, I'm well enough first time and might be good enough to win again that two fifteen. 
brilliant stuff. Look, I, kind of a, it's kind of a tough weekend for me to pick the NAF. I think I'm probably going to stick with so Scottish though in the December World Cup in Cheltenham. I just, like like you mentioned, um, I think Fakir Dadaris and he could be running here could be kind of quite significant keeping the weight down for so Scottish. Has a run behind his belt. He should come on fitness wise for that. Um, probably still capable of winning at this mark as well. So I'd probably stick with him for a shrewd connections. But Martin, thanks so much for coming on. It was absolutely brilliant analysis over the entire weekend. Um, love to have you on again at some stage in the future. Sure, but no if anyone no uh, anyone's having a bet over the weekend make sure to gamble responsibly and if you enjoy the show make sure to like and subscribe for more content going forward